It's all screwed up out there, man. But you don't need me to tell you that. You already know. Welcome to Deep Americana. Hello. I'm Ray Carney. I'll be interviewing Chuck Dooms this morning. Over his recent surgery that has to do with Parkinson's, how that's affected his life, how he's getting through that, and we'll talk a little bit about art as well. And we'll be talking about uh, his life and uh, other various topics and about uh, his uh, disability. And with that, Chuck, um, you want to tell us a little bit about your life? I can imagine, uh, like with that art, I imagine does that does that help um, with 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 that situation as well, like and yeah, re- rehabilitative. Yeah, Got 
Well, excellent. Um, how do you okay, how, how do you view memes? It, 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 actually, how do you view memes? Kind of in the set. Do you, do you view them as like art for our culture now? Or? Yeah, I, I do. Okay. I do. That's that's more serious. Um, <clears throat> memes and, and all the people that make memes, I think, are kind of the, the town criers of the of the modern world. I mean, instead of sitting out on the corner yelling the news, <clears throat> they're sitting in their office. They're sitting in their living room. They're <clears throat> finding pictures that they can get something out of, I mean, and, you know, it, it's creative, it's not something that everybody, everybody can do, or something that everybody wants to do, but, you know, I, uh, I, I see it as, it, it, it's, it's only going to become more prevalent, right. it's I, not going to go away. Right, I, I fully agree with you there, I, I feel like it's kind of like uh, how comic books were, you know, where no one took that very seriously for a long time, so you could get themes in, you could get just about anything in a comic book, because no one took it so seriously, and it would feel like gradually influence our culture. I mean, if oh, you, yeah, I, I, you know. I think absolutely, yeah, I mean, look how far cartoon books have come, I mean, we've got graphic novels now. Oh, yeah. They do have a place. Are all of them good? No, probably not. Right. But the fact that people are doing it, right. that people are able to, kind of like me with, with doing my, my digital work. And well, no, it's the exact same thing. Yeah. You know, just if you're creating, don't worry about whether it's accepted or whether people like it or not. Right. Just take it. Right, I and I, I think just like you know with with uh, your your uh, digital media that you're making, that's what memes are. I feel like it's just a newer, uh, different medium, and I feel like it honestly kind of with the idea of memes is is getting around the ideas of copyright in a lot of different ways. It's uh, it's, it's pretty interesting stuff. Um, let's see. So. How do you feel about, let's see, because I live in a state where psilocybin is uh, decriminalized. How do you feel about hallucinogens in like conjunction to helping with um, like mental health or just in general? for many people has been non-treatable. 
Right. And I, I, you can't turn your back on that. You don't have to like it. Well, right. Well, one of one of the things I think to take away from a lot of that is if you look at like our our medications that we have now for mental health and things of that nature, you have like psychotropic drugs, um, which are derivatives of LSD. But for some reason, we've mixed into where it like really slows you down, um, and then there's SSRIs and and a lot of these other things. And I I I don't know. From what I've been looking at, it looks like. You, you could replace a lot of these other medications with microdosing of these other things. You know, I was reading about, yeah, ketamine being um, experimented with by uh, our veterans hospitals, the VAs, and a nasal spray for, yeah, especially PTSD and, and mental type things. I think there's, uh, I, I agree, there's, it is just scratching the surface. Um, Yeah, it's it's uh, it's uh, it's pretty wild, you know, that that we we've shunned all these things for so long, because there are clear medical benefits. Yeah, and if someone's dying, or even if someone has super chronic pain, I think they should be able to deal with deal with that, you know, some some degree of functionality, you know. Absolutely. And you know, especially when you bring the opioid stuff up, I think it's really interesting that that we hear all this stuff about. And you know the pharmaceutical companies—they—they're—they're they're horrible, you know. They—they've engineered a lot of things, but you rarely hear anything about heroin 
which has a heavy influx right now, or heroin with fentanyl, or that, you know, uh, I think a direct response to pain pills not being around as much as people are pressing their own and mixing fentanyl in them. And so it's just, it's, uh, <laughs> I don't know, I think we need to get over some things. <laughs> Right. Which, uh, which you know, we'll always find a way. What was it? I saw something recently about, uh, you know, and, and not that crack is a drug anybody should mess with, but, right. but it's becoming more popular now because it's cheaper. Right. The market's been flooded with it. Yeah. And that, that, that happens with, with every drug that, that we deem there's something wrong with it. Is, is that if enough is put out on the market, if you leave it up to the to the people that manufacture and put it out on the street, I mean it'll 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 come back. It'll it'll ring in again. Yeah, a, a lot of these things, a lot of yeah, a lot of these things have. It's just it's. It's uh, it's to me it, a lot of it boils down to kind of educational issues. You know, every single drug law is a direct response to some ethnocentric BS uh, laws that it's based around. You know, um, and I think everything there has kind of a medicinal uh, thing. You know, quality or, or, or anything can be used medicinally. It sounds like out of this stuff. You know, and to me, a lot of it is, is complete mis you know pro propaganda misinterpretation. You know, especially you, you got to think like the the drug that enslaved the most people in our human history is sugar, right? And most people don't get that. You know, we taught people in dare programs that pot and crack cocaine are the same thing. You wonder why you get crackheads. You know, or, or people that are so embedded in that because they try pot and they, you know, hey, I'm fine there. You, you know, it's just, it, it's it's wild. Um, it needs, we, <laughs> I, I feel like we need, and on so many different subjects, you know, um, we, we need clear uh, information. I don't know. Um, so... What do you want to talk about, Chuck? Oh, let, let's let's talk about art. Okay. Let's talk about art. Okay. And who gets who gets to decide what's art and what isn't? Okay. You can pull memes back into this for that one. Okay. You know why? Why is it that that people want to look down on what someone else is doing? Uh, because it doesn't fit their definition. Right. You know, I've, I've, I've lived a while, and, and yeah. one of the things I, I learned over time is, is that, you know, we, we can't put the power over us in the hands of other people. We can't listen to critics. We can't, you know, we have to find a way to shut down those outside voices that tell us that what we do doesn't count. Right. That, that just bugs the living shit out of me. There are a lot of people out there, especially younger artists, 
which to me, and again, memes, memes falls into this. Yeah. You know, they, they look at other people's work and it's like, you know, I don't know if my stuff is as good as theirs is. Right. You know, don't, don't ever let what you think other people think, don't, don't, don't get that room in your brain. Don't rent that space out. It's hard. It's hard to do, but I'm with you. I'm with you on it. You know, I don't think anybody. It's okay. So this will go into this: is that I really despise the word talent, right? Because inherently, if to me, if someone says you're talented, you know, you were born with this ability. I don't think anybody ever that's made art was born with the ability to make the art that you're happy with, that you think is amazing. You know, it's it's working up to those points, and it's it can be frustrating. You know. Oh, absolutely, and, and I myself will sometimes toss out that dreaded T word, and, and I think when, and I don't know, maybe a lot of people think this way, but when I think of talent, I think of a, a technical gift that you have. You know, I mean, hell, I can't draw stick people, yeah. so if, if I could, then that might be a talent, but that's all it is. It's a it's a mechanical response, and some people have very good mechanical responses, but I don't think that that defines their work. Right. Not at all. I want you know I want to see I want to see them bleeding out of that painting. I want to see them laughing at themselves when they're setting up that meme. Right. Uh, talent, you know you can. I suppose I could meet someone who could teach me how to do proper stick figures. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's just something I've been taught. What I do with it is what makes it special. Right. Yeah. It. It's. Uh, yeah. It's the uniqueness, yeah. It, it's it's when you put things. In, it it is nice to make things, and people kind of get them, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I've had some of my work. I've I've done something and put it on Facebook, and I'll have someone message me and say, "Are you okay? That's that's very dark. What was going on in your mind?" And you know what it is. Nine out of ten times, I was bored. <laughs> right. Is, is a great motivator for me and the, the kind of artwork that I, that I do. I mean, I can be in a perfectly good mood and think, you know, I'm not going to do anything today. Yeah. I'm just going to sit down and kill some brain cells watching game shows. And sometimes you do something for a while and you get bored and then you go back to whatever your art form is. Right. Boredom. Is a, is a really strong motivator. And I don't think it gets the credit that it should get. I'm never afraid to tell people, well, I was I was in a perfectly fine mood when I did that. I just didn't have anything else to do at the time. So I picked up and started fucking around with it. Yeah, so I, I, I at times, my, my creativity... Uh, is generally I try to be pretty planned with things as of late I've been moving away from that myself um, and, and trying to and when I'm bored I do come up with some things but yeah kind of a different process for me yeah well and too I think when you're working with memes you kind of you, you know what subject you want to 
this. For me, it's going through and looking at this massive archive I have of photos that I've downloaded and photos I've taken. Uh-huh. And just go through them. And, uh, you know, I've had people look through some of my pictures and they're like, what the hell are you going to do with that? And <laughs> the honest answer is, is, I don't know. Right. You know, maybe... You know, maybe a month from now, maybe a year from now, I'll think, oh, yeah, I know, I can I can use that and put it in with this, that, or the other, and, uh, you know, have some, have some fun with it. Because above all else, I mean, I'm not one of these people that, that thinks you have to suffer for your work. I mean, it should be fun. Sometimes it might start out kind of like work, and be kind of labor-intensive. And then, personally, I have to stop for a minute and say, wait a minute, you don't have any tremors going on. You aren't having to put a, you know, a, a death grip on the stylus. You're able to figure out what color you want to use for digital painting and remind myself that, you know, overall, I'm a pretty fucking lucky bastard. I really am. I think we all are. Agreed. In a lot, of, in a lot of ways, you know, it's and and I come to those same points because most of the time when I'm working on something, it fuck it becomes fucking work. So, so like I come to those points, I'm like, oh yeah, like you know, I don't so on and so forth. You know, this is this is actually really good. You know, um, and I'll be like, oh, it's just it's. Uh, I think that's the nice thing about art is being able to kind of find a uh, a rhythm, especially if you've done it for a while. Uh, not just a rhythm, but but uh, find different challenges within it. I think is the key for me is to challenge uh, through the aesthetic, but also I really like to challenge through the narrative. Um, and by the way, I don't make any memes. <laughs> I just put a lot up. But um, I, I think that memes can really help with the uh i think that's why critics probably have a lot of problems with memes is because you know i don't think people are worried about ownership memes can very very much become this anonymous vehicle to get and they very much can get an idea an idea crossed right exactly and i think that scares people because then you know you, you we're talking about art so then we're talking about intellectual po- property right and copyright and i feel like memes completely go around that um now you put it in an exhibition or a gallery you know it could be a different story well you're absolutely right but at the same time it's it's not going to stop i mean i no. Right. Credited to a to a particular photographer, right. and I'm, I feel pretty safe in, in in using those because number one, by the time I'm done with it, it's I'll you know I might use a little piece of it. I might not even use you know anything more than a pair of eyes from somebody, right. and, and I'm pretty comfortable with that. But you know, I, I don't know. There, there's something about digital art that people keep jumping on like well you can't do that well you know i i figure until somebody sues the shit out of me i can do what i'm doing right i'm comfortable doing it 
and right. I've got dear friends who are like, well, you know, you need to be careful. Oh, no. Sometimes I have to say, you know what? Fuck careful. Right. I'm having fun with this. I like this. Uh, I was going to say. The original owner of this image wants to sue me because I, I fucked around with it and sold right. it for 50 bucks. You know, I once you know, made made this beautiful, elegant image in a canvas that's shaped like a pop can, and it was about caffeineism, which I caught nothing but shit for when I went to school. And it was a Coca-Cola can, and the white stripe in the middle was like this silhouette of this chick with breasts or something. And like, you know, I mean, it was completely crazy. But my professor convinced me, he's like, you don't want to get in trouble. And so I changed it, but as a result, I changed it. Into, it was just terrible. Um, should never be afraid with, especially artwork, to censor your voice, even if it is going to, you know. I, I use in my oil paintings and even in different illustrations, I use plenty of pop reference. Um, but I, a lot of times I'll mix that up or I will skew it enough that, you know, it's more of my my thing, if that makes sense. Instead of, uh, yeah. I I think we're all we're all constantly stealing imagery. You know, you got to think your eyes are like a camera, your brain is like a computer. You know, so on and so forth. And so we're all constantly just really doing William S. Burroughs cut ups. Really, um, you're, you're absolutely right. You know, it's like I I, I tell people sometimes is is you know I mean. I, I will make that image my. I will make it to where the originator of it won't want anything to do with it. Right. Uh, you know, and, and I'm I'm capable of, of of that. Somebody has to paint the mustache on the Mona Lisa Ray. Right. Somebody has to. Somebody has to hold it up and and kick it and and twist it and tell it that it's. It's time to do something else. Right. And I'm more than willing to paint that mustache. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, right. If you think back to, like, think about, like, Andy Warhol or Jackson Pollock, if they had done that, like, our art, and I'm not a big fan of either one of those guys, but our art, uh, our culture, uh, the art is a sign of that time. It's also a sign of what, what the, the art culture is doing at those times, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so that's why, you know, especially Andy Warhol, just just reprinting really commercial imagery and things of that nature, and it went went so well in, in that respect. It was a sign of that time. It's yeah, confusing. And, and I am a, a, a Warhol fan, but I, I think more than just his art, it's how he commercialized it. And, and maybe, right. I mean, he was making good money as a copy editor for a fashion magazine when he when he first started quote unquote doing his own art he didn't have to do it he was making he was making real good money for the time right. but he, he decided he wanted to give the finger to and thumb his nose at, at art critics and few people have ever done it as well as as he has you know, some of his stuff is complete shit, and I can live without it. Right. And others of it, I think, is just beautiful. Just, uh, you know, it's, the only word I can think of is, it's audacious. You know, yeah. when you stand on top of a building and flip the bird to art critics or music critics or film critics and say, you know, I really don't give a fuck what you like. I like this. 
Right. That somebody out there is buying it, so gotta be doing something right. You you would think. I don't know. I think some of my favorite artists make no money. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But it's it's you know, but it's it's uh it it's it's interesting stuff. Um <laughs> Uh, hmm. Let's see here. Well, I think we actually went for about 30 minutes, Chuck. I think we, I think, I think we did. This concludes my interview with Chuck Dooms. Have a, have a good evening. Have a serene sleep. <laughs>